well, what? You remind me of the babe. Pa, 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 voodoo. Happy Sunday, folks. It's Labyrinth Deep Dive. What you got to say, Jay Mac? I can see you're it's itching to say something. I love the way Hoggle popped up in the middle of that, like he just caught me shoplifting. Just like... <laughs> That's how he pops up all the way through Labyrinth. <laughs> tonight we are chatting about the, the classic, the 1986 masterpiece, the cult classic that is Labyrinth. Jim Hen Should we call it Jim Henson's? Labyrinth or just Labyrinth. I think sometimes when you've got such a, a master of work that you should, like James Cameron's Terminator, Jim Henson's uh, Labyrinth. Nah, just Labyrinth. Everybody knows Labyrinth. it's Jim Henson's anyway. Some folk call it The Labyrinth. Ah, they people annoy me. It's the same folk that, uh, they, same folk that say Tesco's. And oh, Asda's. and Asda's. Lidl's. Aye. Aye. Sainsbury's. Aye, that's... Some bad patter, man. Some absolute bad patter. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, Lander says, disappointed in the lack of costumes. I am dressed up. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, oh, I, I, I've, I've come seen... as the bug of eternal stench. I'm <laughs> thinking. <laughs> um, Jim, I have to say, like, Matthew Man's uh, depiction of me as the Goblin King was the nonsiest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was phenomenal. Uh, I thought, hey, shout out to Matthew Man as motherfucking always. Guy comes through for us, man. Look at that. Such an art piece like the film itself. I'm Sarah, the wee squeak, and you're <laughs> the Goblin King. You, you're basically what Jack Black would look like playing the Goblin King, no? Um, thanks. <laughs> or what? <laughs> That's a compliment. Thanks very much. <laughs> oh, Jack Black's okay. talented. He's talented, I. Not really known for being particularly handsome, but is he? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Sorry, mate. That's, um, I don't know. I folk would do Jack Black because he's minted. <laughs> I <laughs> mentally talented. Mentally talented. Playing the best song and only Jack Black could sell a million a million records singing like that. <laughs> uh, I think so. I think so. And by the way, see before we even smash right into this, I don't think I ever seen David Bowie like playing any of these songs from this film at any of his concerts. Well, I've not really watched any of his concerts. I wouldn't be able to comment uh, on that. I've watched quite a few. I mean, they probably exist. We live one shots here and there, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't think it's like it's like Survivor. You're going to see Survivor. They're definitely playing Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Right, but I don't think Bowie rested on any of these songs. I think he, no, he wouldn't he... have had to. That's the thing. No, definitely didn't he? Survivor. I imagine that is like going to see Survivor, and they're like, "Any requests?" And everybody's like, "I the tiger." Any other requests? And we're like, <laughs> "On the heart." Aye. Like anything else? Fuck's sake. We've done all our songs. <laughs> Aye. It's like <laughs> the whole crowd goes what. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's like going to see fun. going to see Europe and they don't play Final Countdown. It's like, uh, well, what's what else he's done? Like, I came, I'm, I came here to watch you play Final Countdown for two it's hours. Like, it's like Harry Fartbanger doing a live concert <laughs> and uh, and no playing, you know, the old. I don't know. If you can see that the old Top Gun. Uh, I not see that. Top Your light's gun. quite dark tonight. You're, you're unusually dark tonight. It's no. Do you know what it is? I'll be honest. Right, this this camera. As a really hefty camera, right to the point my PC's, it's like the the camera's like, um, it's like my PC's a horse, and I'm trying to drag a Tesla that just will only start. So anytime I turn on like the settings to edit how my camera looks, my PC's like, we can't take it, we please offload. So I have to shut the app, otherwise my computer just blows up because it's <laughs> such a, a high power thing. So this camera actually is. Is capable of much more than what I can actually do with it because the PC and my PC is a fairly fairly decent PC, but mm-hmm. that's just it. It requires much more to run it, so it does what it's, it does what it wants. And I tried, and it dealt me no. And I was like, well, I'm not going any further in case it implodes, and <laughs> I have to go back to Atari for the rest yeah. of the night. Can't have two of them in one week. You know, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It's a good thing I didn't pay two hundred fifty thousand for this camera. <laughs> Yeah, I mean. um, so labyrinth um before we kind of crack right into the film we're going to talk a wee bit about how we first seen it when we first seen it myself i had this video as a double and they used to be fat they used to be quite fat when you'd get two cassettes VHS. um one was labyrinth and the other is come on you know what it was Name another film that would come with Labyrinth if you were going to try and sell them as a double pack. Legend. No. Mm. Never ending story. No, I wish. <laughs> I actually don't know. It was Dark Crystal. Oh, of course, what a dick. Yeah, you uh, feel stupid now, don't you? I'm just going to go back in my box over here and kill myself. Stupid now. The man himself is in the comments. Matthew Man says, evening, evening Matthew gents. Man. Good evening, Matthew Man. Oh, she said it before. <laughs> hey, <laughs> sorry I didn't see your comment while I was asking. She obviously had the same set as me. Hey. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Or she just deduced that both, both of them were Jim Henson studio films. So. I have a so feeling just... that Lander 
is going to show the both of us up tonight when we're chatting about Labyrinth. I have a feeling that we love it, but I have a feeling that she she has it. Know what I mean? Uh, I think uh, she's a, a Labyrinth kid. No complaining. Hey, I'm a Labyrinth kid. Um, that, that was kind of... I remember first seeing it when my mum was like, here, watch Labyrinth. It's got David Bowie in it. And I was that young, I was like, fuck's David Bowie. So when I discovered David Bowie, he was that kind of the Labyrinth. Yeah. Aye. And bear in mind, I was very young. Put that um, so eloquently as well. <laughs> I've, uh, I've very much progressed in my music taste since knowing that way back then. But I must have been about five, maybe even less than that. Um, and for me, that, that was, oh, that's the guy that's in Labyrinth. And then I discovered everything else about Bowie. And now Bowie, to me, is Labyrinth's just something he done, you know. Mm. But at the time, that's what he was for me um, tell me after Linda's comment tell me you're first she says no I had a VHS recorded from the TV that I borrowed and never turned to my cousin be my favourite movie since hey three DVDs man so like, <laughs> I'll get back yeah, I'll get back and then the next time I've done that once I can't, I can't remember what the movie was it was a gangster movie New Jack City or something like that got a shot at off someone right and then the guy at my work was like oh can I get that off you, off the, after it and she was like I just get it to him afterwards I was like <laughs> All right. <laughs> She's like, hey, did you ever get that? Oh, I passed on. What's his face? He's like, no, you didn't. I fucking did. No, you didn't. I was like, yeah, chase him up. Right. <laughs> Look at that Pennywise-esque smile you've got going on there. <laughs> Free DVDs. Free DVDs. <laughs> there's a difference oh, between free and stolen. <laughs> no, there's not. There's absolutely not. <laughs> No such thing as a victimless crime. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, chase him, dude, man. And I've, I've, I'm quite good at persuading folks. So I think in the end, she thought he bumped it. Because I was like, I wouldn't do that to you, mate. You see how many DVDs I've got? Why would I take your DVD? I can just go get it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, should, you should give yourself like a, a mission statement to see how many copies of one particular film you can steal off people. Oh, like, just get a wee, a wee section on your shelf just for copies of like short circuit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be class, man. That'd be class. When did you first see it? Uh, it's one of these ones, kind of like uh, never ending story for me. Like, I don't have a first memory of it. It's just one of the films that was always there, always in um, I think I was like Linda, though. I had, I had it recorded off the TV. Um, and then I remember it kind of going out of my life for a while. Like I'm the type of guy that will watch the same film over and over again. Always have been. And it went out of my life for a while. And then I bought it on DVD maybe 20 years ago. And I remember the first time I put it on. And just as soon as the starting tight the, the, the title sequence came up, I was like taking right back to being a kid again. Yep. That does it for me. I think even as well, like the the, sound, the whole soundtrack. So we've said this quite quite for quite some time now that a great movie really does have a great soundtrack, and a lot of movies nowadays are are lacking that. And I think mm -hmm. you know when you put the music on, it should make you want to watch the film because you're like, oh yeah, that's mine. And yeah. sadly, they're lacking these days. They really are. Oh, excuse me. They proper are. Um, see, in my office, what I tend to do now is get stuff I really like and frame it, put it up in the office. Seeing as it is a cinema office, why not be cinema? Here's what sits very comfortably on my wall. Look at that, she is and he is. That's amazing. Eh? That's, that's pretty class, man. 
That looks like a really old book cover or something. I know, I know. And you know what's funny? I got that with a calendar, right? What is that, that thing n- behind Ludo? That yeah. evil looking face. Oh, that's there. Chill it down with the fucking. It's one of them. Hey, take off your ears! That's one of them guys. That's awesome, right? Thing is, um, I got it with a calendar. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then I go online to see if I could find it, just to see what the measurements was to get it framed. And those things are actually really expensive. If you don't get it with it, it's cheaper to buy the calendar and get it with it than to buy it on its own. But I thought <laughs> I was, I thought that was beautiful. So it sits now in my office, which is fucking awesome, man. That's nice, man. It's very detailed. I like it, it is. It's, it's, it's the type of poster that you want for a movie as such. So we're going to talk a wee bit about Labyrinth. It's one of those films that was done completely practical way back when. In fact, there was a lot of see there was there was green screen in there, and I'd never noticed until I rewatched it again. For my whole life, I'd always been like, "Oh, okay, I know there's some green screen," but I didn't pay attention to it until now, and I really started to notice. It. I was like, "Oh yeah, bam yeah, I, <laughs> I can actually do better now than what that yeah, was." Yeah. There, there's a a couple of scenes in particular with the green screen is really. As one, you go straight yeah. down to that castle. That one. Uh, aye, that wasn't particularly great. Um, right, did you notice the big box around there? It's clearly... <laughs> I was like, I've never noticed that before. It was just like us sitting here. <laughs> aye. And it's like, the other part as well, Sarah, don't defy me. That scene. Yeah. It's like, from one shot, you can see with the labyrinth behind them, you can see where they've been chroma-keyed. Ah, <laughs> uh, give them some credit. It was nice. Oh, hey, I give them all, I give them all credit. <laughs> This was this was the first ever attempt at a photorealistic CGI animal Aye. with the, the owl at the beginning. That was the first ever time it had been tried. Aye. And looking at it now, I mean, it doesn't look great, but again, it was 1986. It was pretty pretty well ahead of its time, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. So what was your first experience watching it afterwards? Because Matthew, when I was chatting to him, he says his wee daughter was no that into it. I had it on today. Again, I've watched it recently, and then again today, and my daughters are like, "It's scary," because they're did she say it? And by the way, by the way, see those wee hands, right where she goes down into the tunnel. Yeah, that's right? way later on. I know, but but get this right. I'm dead certain that one of them is Abe for Abe's Odyssey. One is one hundred. Right. One is one hundred percent Abe from Oddworld, right? Because the voice is the exact same. Uh, um, I keep going to go a teal, but I can't. It's so a lander says, You see the puppeteers in the fiery scene, yes, <laughs> you do. You absolutely yeah. do. Oh, no, it's my da happening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, da. <laughs> All right, Kev's da. <laughs> All right, uh, Kev's da looks younger than Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Disagree. Disagree. Uh, He's using an old photo. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. um, <clears throat> so, the, the, I, the, uh, the green screen at times is is pretty bad, but again, I think it adds to the charm. I really do. Um, it's something I think films are too polished now. I like I like being able to watch a an old like a kids movie, a fantasy film, and mm-hmm. know that I'm looking at a a movie set made of plastic. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's effort that goes into that. See the detail, like the absolute detail that goes into a film. Even from Sarah, like she's got a ton of the puppets and stuff that are in it she's got them all in her room yep. she's got a picture of jareth on her wall you know what i mean she's, she's also got a D box set uh 
Matthew says, only found out one of the wee fire guys was voiced by Danny John Jules. Aye, who's that? <laughs> you know, you don't know who Danny John Jules is. No, no, please tell me quickly before you Google it. <laughs> Mate, would I would I Google it? So Aye, Danny John you... Jules, he's a fella that basically is he was born on the 16th of September 1960. <laughs> <laughs> he's a British actor, singer, and dancer. Um, he was in uh, Lock Stock, Two Smoking Barrels. He's in Little Labyrinth. Shop of Horrors, Blade Two. He, he voiced that in Labyrinth. He's in the the Great Muppet Caper. Um, <laughs> he's in loads of stuff. What can I say? Uh, I wonder. I wonder how much else you could tell me he's in without looking at the screen. <laughs> Linda <laughs> says they used a ridiculous amount of glitter. Hey, <laughs> uh, that is true. Over the the walls and the logs and everything when she's first running through the. Uh, the start of the labyrinth where it's, it's yes. just one straight line. Uh, the the bit at the beginning of the film, like I, I was convinced when I was watching, it, I was like, this looks like the same town that was used for the Goonies or something. So uh-huh. I had that same kind of feel about it. I'm yes. completely wrong. Completely different part of the country. It was some wee oh. town in, in Upper New York State. Um, uh. What was it called? I've written it down. Upper Nyack is the name Nyack. of the place. Like it sounds like a dirty thing to do. Upper <laughs> says. Labyrinth is an an amazing 80s film. Bowie says it all. You can't go wrong with Bowie. I was listening to this other song, I can't mind. Uh, Leander put me on it. <laughs> it's quite it's quite mental. Cat Fee Red Dwarf is Danny John. John Danny John, for fuck's sake. Because <laughs> you, you never mentioned Red Dwarf. Because when he said the cat, right, I went, oh, right, the cat, right, and totally glossed over it. So Matthew was expecting me to get that from Red Dwarf, and I didn't, I let him down. So there's the for fuck's sake because <laughs> <laughs> cat people. Um, I Red Dwarf was never one of my things. Todd gave me a ton of the box sets there, all the series and what, but I've never watched it. It was it was just never nothing I was able to access. Craig Charles is class though. He was cool in Coronation Street, but even better in Takeshi's Castle. I've never <laughs> ever heard somebody say Craig Charles is cool in Coronation Street. He wasn't cool in Coronation Street, but, <laughs> but he's got a very hey. He done Robot Wars, didn't he? Yeah, he was the guy uh, that was like, "Oh, we're going to see these guys fight." I was, I was thought robot was was hilarious. You'd get like, <laughs> you'd get this wee thing. You, these Made two robots going at each other. One of them's got like a ramp that it hopes to just drive underneath the other robot way and flip it over. The other one's got like a sledgehammer and a chainsaw on it. You're like, mm, "How's this one going to go?" <laughs> and the kid starts greeting when his robot gets planned. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the the Lab- labyrinth movie had. 25 million pound as a budget and i think nowadays we could recreate that well we could create something similar for the same kind of thing much cheaper would you say because i bet you they didn't have b&m back then in fact i know they didn't they didn't have what b&m i think what's that wait b&m oh you don't show up at b&m never no Oh, B&M Bargains, right? Sorry, I thought you, no, I thought you were B&M. saying B&M, like some kind of no, movie acronym B&M. thing. You could go into B&M with a grand and get all the glitter <laughs> you want. <laughs> you, were, you were really going to go down the route, oh, I'm too good to shop at B&M. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, do you get your glitter from Marks and Spencer, you <laughs> fucking prick? <laughs> this isn't just glitter. This is M&S glitter. <laughs> <laughs> fucking $25 million on the budget for glitter, man. <laughs> I wonder how the film would be a remake now with all the update of technology. Well, knackered. They would knackered here's the thing. I, I totally. I, I just think if you've got the budget and people willing to get together, a great cast, director, and crew to do something, 
why not just create something fucking brand new? Give us something different. Then he try and fuck with what's already deemed an absolute classic. So mm-hmm. I would be against it. However, if they did remake it and somebody like Jack Black was to play Jareth, I'd I'd expect to see it like do something different with. It. Like don't mm. I don't want to hear Magic Dance <clears throat> sung by Jack Black. No. And he done phenomenal with Super Mario. That Peaches song's really, really done well for the, for the franchise. Uh, I wasn't that keen on that. No, I'm not that keen on it, but I hear my kids singing it, so that's how I know it's done well. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, the kids like it. <laughs> if the kids like it, it pays, my man. It pays. Fiona says, Jesus, Kevin, that's your dad's laugh. Oh, here we go. No, it's my laugh. He's bumped. <laughs> Did Disney own the rights? If so, it's doomed. Who's... Um, well, Park Circus will distribute the rights. Mm. Who was it? Initially, who initially owned it? I'll tell you the now. If, if you can tell me who, if, I deal if, with these guys every week. If uh, if Disney's if Disney, <laughs> if Disney's got it, I guarantee well, it's like Lupita it Nyong'o or something. will be uh, say it, it was TriStar, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, TriStar. So yeah. who owns TriStar now? Columbia. Columbia. Hmm, Columbia, are they even a thing now? I don't know, man. <laughs> well, by the way, if it was Disney, Idris Elba would be Jareth. Yeah, aye. Yeah, every chance. <laughs> and Sarah fact, would no, be... Idris Elba, El... Idris Elba would be Sarah. Sarah! <laughs> <laughs> Jareth, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Give me that motherfucking baby! <laughs> Fuck! Dead motherfucking dead, bitch! As <laughs> <laughs> Disney, like, well, laugh, Disney. motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, bitch, in four hours and thirty-three minutes, you'll be motherfucker. Your ass is mine. <laughs> hey, by the way, oh, uh, Disney, Disney do own the rights to. They acquired it, so that'll be getting tanned. Hey, make a sequel all you want. Was I'm that fine with that? Was that a deliberate pun? <laughs> What? I'll be getting tanned. So I see. That oh. wasn't even deliberate. It wasn't even deliberate. Here's the thing. I would be all. I'd be okay with Disney making a remake. No, a remake. A, a a sequel. And Jareth, by the way, could be CGI'd. If you've, if anybody's seen the new Indiana Jones, you'll see how well that can be done now. Oh my god. I'm going to they've see it tomorrow. It. No spoilers. There's no spoilers. All I'll say is they've cracked that de-aging thing, by the way, and AI, somebody's face. They've cracked it. That's it. Actors now, you'll be seeing actors back for the dead in future movies because they've cracked it. Well, they've kind of been doing that already. They did it with Peter Cushing and Rogue One and stuff like that. Yes, and, and that was the yeah. first time. With Peter Cushing, it still was a bit like, oh, I can tell, right? Mark Hamill in Mandalorian was, was fairly decent, but indie. I was like, man, he looks younger now in this than he does when he's in the originals. <laughs> and by the way, Harrison Ford, keep, everybody keeps saying, ah, oh, he's old. Didn't he miss a beat, mate? Harrison Ford, even at 80, still Indiana Jones. Ah, he's Good a cool Harrison. guy. <laughs> Here's a nice tea to Harrison. Uh, Harrison. Harrison. Uh, <laughs> Lander says, nope. Uh, I'd be fine with a, a, a sequel. And Jareth could still be in it. A, se- a sequel would be okay. Don't remake uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. Totally, but look get, how get the Lost Jennifer Boys... Connelly back. 
Get Jennifer aye, Connelly back. Aye, totally. Let's find. Let's see if that wee Toby prick stopped crying yet. I know. By <laughs> get, get Jennifer Connelly back. Now she can actually act, and <laughs> she also aged like a fine wine. Hey, by the way, she she could act, but I just found her very whiny. Right, like I throughout throughout Labyrinth. Oh, I, always... I, I, I'm not I'm not keen on her performance at all in Labyrinth. I think hey, it was what it needed to be. Toby's real name's actually Toby. Yeah, and he's a dude with a beard now. How cool did we get him back? He's drinking Aye. in a bar and that. He's like my sister, man. She got his she got his tanned, taking away a labyrinth. <laughs> Nobody believes us. <laughs> so yeah, here I mean, comes here up. comes Toby with his goblin pish again, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be class. That'd be actually class. I'd be up for it. Hey, I want to remake Labyrinth. Oh, Disney. Man, nothing stopping you writing it. You know. I know. I could actually send it to Disney. Guess Kevin, do you, have, do you have contacts at Disney by any chance? Uh, his name's Tom Bishop. He's the head of UK distribution. So probably should be able to <laughs> should be able to see what I can do. Nah, they're never going to take me seriously. So the plot of he phones you about the he phones you about the script. He's like, Kevin, you, you've written something here that I don't quite understand. Uh, it says Toby's sitting at a bar talking about goblins, and one of his mates tans him. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, Tom. It means he gets his head kicked in as as, as Malky. His heed, like take heed, heed. Andy Gibb says, "Evening, guys. Evening, Andy Gibb." So the plot here is that, and and let's let's kind of fine comb this because I don't know if if I'm missing anything, right? But my interpretation of Labyrinth is, I think she might have made it all up. Because all the characters are all things she knows. They're all uh, things from her I, bed. I, I think it's it's pretty safe to assume. What, we, what right. else were we talking about recently where this was a a possibility? What, another film where something could have just been all made up in their head? Yeah. Rather than it actually being a thing. Uh, like it was like a coping mechanism for something. Um, but I think she's either schizophrenic or just a fa- uh, fantasist. Um, well, she's definitely a fantasist, man. She was sitting scribbling on books, and she's in the park. Hey, how many folk do you say I coming out after school? No, no, I'm just going to go and stand in the park with a notepad and scream at owls. And for some reason, wear time. jeans under my princess outfit. Aye, and, <laughs> aye, like so. I do think there was a bit going on there, and as well, did she not say that the the gob the Goblin King was in love with a young lassie? Yeah, make a spin-off in 13 hours. Your wee brother is getting knifed. Call it Stabrinth. <laughs> I want to see that as a poster. <laughs> Stabrinth. <laughs> he's just like that. He's just like that with his wee knife. <laughs> getting closer <laughs> as the clock turns down. <laughs> no, no, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? It's, it's Jareth, but the wee thing for saw on a bike. Stabrinth. Do you want to play a game? Well... <laughs> Who'd have thought a labyrinth stab. and saw crossover would be a thing, mate? Totally, and it's like she's got to. It's like the the clock ticks, and as it gets closer to the time, the knife gets closer to Toby. She's got to get to the end of the labyrinth. Labyrinth, fucking epic, man. Could do one with a really chubby goblin king, Flabyrinth. Flabyrinth. That's Jack Black. It's about puberty. Tell us more, Linda. So she hates the stepmom. Uh, doesn't quite tell you what happened to her ma. <laughs> um, By the way, the, I like how it starts with the wicked stepmother thing. Her, her stepmother actually seems like a perfectly reasonable parent to me. 
I don't know right. because because she does say, you know, she she's wanting her to go out and get tanned off guys, right? Also, she's saying to her, you know, we never go out, and she's like, you go out every week. It's like so they're actually using her as a babysitter. So I don't yes. know, like it's what happens. <laughs> For hams. Also, that fucking wet manky dog isn't he coming in the house? I <laughs> know, nah, I'm not kidding on that. Either. Especially one with hair that length. What was his you... name? Einstein. <laughs> no, it wasn't Einstein. It was Merlin. Yeah, yeah. it was Merlin. Her um... mum was an actress. She's in a picture with Bowie on her mirror. That's right. That's right. There is a picture of Bowie, and it's what the the photo that thingied. What does it say on it? It says the photo that something. It's like a news article one, eh? Mm-hmm. Aye, that's right. Aye. <clears throat> she was in. She was in Michelangelo. Ah, is that, that what you mentioned that? She was in that. She was in Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Her name is Shelley Thompson. She doesn't do much now. It's like when you look at what she's been up to since Labyrinth. It's like Trailer Park Boys, Mulligan, King and Pawn, Tokens, Moonshine. Breakout, Tin Can, I Am, Sid Stone, Disco Apocalypse, Diggs Town. Disco Apocalypse. Need watches. Aye. Disco Apocalypse. That I hope cool. that's just a ton of folk in sequins trying to kill each other. <laughs> 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 that sounds class. So she's not really been up to anything notable since then. But she was in Mike and Angelo, so that that gets a wee nod from me. She's she's in Space Adventure Cobra, which is like an animated thing. She was in EastEnders. She played Debbie back in 1988. I don't remember that because I wasn't born. Um, we're back. A dinosaur story. The Forgotten Toys. I like I say, Labyrinth was our peak, I think. Um, <laughs> but she probably already knew Bowie way back when. Um, and Toby, that wee prick. Let's see what he's been up to since Labyrinth. I don't know how they manage. How did they manage to keep him in such a state of distress for the entire film? He's surrounded by goblin costumes, mate. <laughs> but even before that, he's just—he's crying constantly. It's like, so like, yeah, we're about to roll. Right, somebody go nip the wing. <laughs> Hi, he was in. He, by the way, Toby's done more than like quite a lot of the actors. Well, not as much as Jennifer Connelly, but he's done better than quite a lot. His voice. Oh, he's a creature designer, mate. He went into special effects. Well, I think I think his dad is. I think his dad was involved with this film and with Labyrinth, Christmas. right? That's and basically that's, like that's me. why he's in it, right? That's and the, basically... and the reason the reason he's called <laughs> Toby. The reason he's called Toby. He was actually supposed to be called Freddy, hmm. but he he wouldn't respond to any name except Toby. So they had to just change it to Toby. I don't know why they were surprised at that. The kid is literally a Cold toddler Toby. if he's walking at all. And they're like, oh, so he's not responding to Freddy. We dick. We change the script. <laughs> kick him. <laughs> Every time they kick him, greet. He's like, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Christopher Malcolm. He uh, he plays the dad. He went on to do a lot of good stuff. He was in Star Wars. He was in fuck all notable else than Star Wars. So <laughs> you've just been. He's went on to do a lot of stuff. Star Wars and fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I uh, so then tip so. Elinda, what exactly do you mean by it? It's about puberty. So what, she's growing up, a mad guy tries to steal her wee brother after she wishes her brother gone. And then what, she goes through a labyrinth, which is... I mean, she gets a lot of friendship. 
because that's kind of what Labyrinth's about is friendship. You know, when you first saw Ludo on screen, you weren't thinking, there's friend. Aye. <laughs> hey, get this. I was in a wee market the day. It's like a, all these people get together where they handcraft stuff, right? All this, these wee cool folk, right? And I walk up and I dug. It's like a big um, Alsatian, no, a big husky. That's what it is, a big, beautiful looking thing. And I'm like, well, is it friendly? He's like, yeah, yeah, because this is indoors in a market. And this is kind of, the reason I'm telling this is like, you would approach Ludo the same way. I'm like, okay, well, this owner says it's friendly. We're in an indoor building. It wouldn't be here if it wasn't friendly. Rosie's like, hiya. It's like, fuck, oh, knocks her straight off our feet. I'm like, um, and I'm like getting in between the dogs. I'm like, is this going to bite my child? Because if so, I've got a pen knife on my key ring and I'm putting it straight up its throat if it does. So I'm prepared to do it, but it doesn't, right? And I'm saying to the guy, I'm like, you just said it was friendly. It's just knocked, <laughs> it's just knocked my daughter down. He's like, oh, yeah, she usually is. <laughs> Fuck me, man. So this is the point. My point in saying this, right, is Ludo comes across as something you, you wouldn't really approach, and yet Sarah does. Leander says, so my interpretation is her parents are telling her to grow up and putting responsibility on her. She's struggling, giving up her trinkets and fantasy life. She's fantasizing about Jareth. Hmm. Who couldn't he with a fucking leggings on? <laughs> she didn't <laughs> fantasize much. <laughs> you were playing snooker the day, man. I bet you've not seen a pair of balls like that. <laughs> nah, I'm pretty sure you can see the veins on it. <laughs> also, have, I've put on trackies once, several times, and gone, wait a minute, this is quite crotchy. Like, you can kind of, <laughs> like, you're not leaving a lot here. So I'm like conscious about it. He's like, fucking jump, motherfuckers. He's dancing about and prancing about. It's the bit where um, Hoggle's hanging off his leg and you've just got right at the top of your screen just this big fucking thing. <laughs> That's a shit short version. Um, no, I mean, I mean... Hmm. She's like, oh, I'm wanting you to go out and get railed. You should be at this age. And she's <laughs> like, no, I want to stay in and do all the cool shit. Mate, have you seen the state of my stuff? Look at both of us. <laughs> we... <laughs> We never went through that letting go stage, did we? <laughs> no. Mate, I, no. Literally, I literally have just rebought toys like what you've done. Rebought toys from my childhood. Oh, my stretch Armstrong snapped. Oh, no. I my tongue. It snapped, man. All the fucking uh, corn syrup started coming at it. Aye. These guys are for the, eight, uh, the 90s, man. So I have like, oh, they're collectible now. They were just my toys when I was a kid. So, I, there's, there's there's something to be said about no letting go of your childhood because mm -hmm. I think it's the happiest times in your in your life, and when you see things that remind you of your childhood, songs that you hear on the radio, toys you pick up, a, a familiar smell like the smell of oranges reminds me of my school camp, which was basically my last hurrah before I grew up, and uh, so anytime I smell oranges now, I, I've got these wee candle burners in my in my cupboard, and um. I always ask my wife, can you get really orange smelling ones? And when I smell it, it reminds me of being at school camp and it just makes me feel good. Mental, <laughs> right? The reason it reminds me of school camp is because I was the only one that took any hand wash. <laughs> and it was <laughs> it was orange. And everybody's like, can I use that, man? It smells class. 
So it became the thing. Hey, go to Kev, he's got the hand wash. <laughs> it smelt fucking awesome. You know, there was one kid in the class that was eating it whenever he was sleeping. <laughs> that was. <laughs> Been your taste like orange? <laughs> Glass, man. Uh, so I can kind of relate to Sarah's troubles here. It was actually written by the man himself, Jim Henson, and Dennis Lee and Terry Jones. Terry Jones actually created a film that I like, which is The Meaning of Life, Life of Brian, Monty Python's Holy Grail. He's part, part of Monty Python. Yeah. Yep. And, <laughs> and you recognise that name. Aye, so yeah. Terry Jones <clears throat> is part of Monty Python, which is class that he'd kind of made that. And how great is the puppet, the puppeteer work in that? And as well, now you're watching it and, and it's half, half frame. You're like, all oh, right, of course it's half frame. Because they're sitting under there with a horn up his arse. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, <I guess>. <laughs> <laughs> that shall pass without my permission. Can we have your permission? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's ripped right away, Monty Python, by the way. Aye, totally. He's some fighter and all that wee thing, eh? Ah, he's so the miss was class. See when you see him rut like when you see the 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 wide shot of him on the dog, and it's cl- <laughs> ah. clearly just like a stuffed pup a puppet, and it's just like <laughs> totally, totally. I I think what what gets me about that is like even now there's nowadays you don't see family films that are like that. That's a it really is a family film, and it's. Mm-hmm. And there's so many characters with so much depth. Like, who who wouldn't go to see Ambrosius? And what's his name again? Uh, Ambrosius is the dog. Aye. That's, and what's what's the uh, popular guy's name? Sir Didymus. Sir Didymus, right? Yeah. Who wouldn't they go to see a spin-off of their story? The origin story. <laughs> the origin okay. story is Sir Didymus. <laughs> Sir Didymus. <laughs> it's called well, None we, Shall Pass. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we know we know how it ends. So like, right, you stay here, don't let any kind of this bridge, right? The end. And the bog of eternal stench. Have you seen Terry Gilligan's The Adventures of Baron Munchausen? It's a freaky movie. Uh, I'm uh, now going to go see it. I've, I've, I've heard of this one, but I'd, I'd never actually seen it. Um going to check it out. I think my brother had mentioned it to me at one point, but no, I've never mm. actually seen it. Uh, sad thing is, Puppetate movies like this don't get made anymore. It's all CGI pish now. Yeah. Totally the, the goblin design, like the puppet design in this is amazing. The goblins, there's not two of them that look the same. No, um, not at all. They've all got their own wee characteristics in their faces and even the way they move is different. And it's, it's the way amazing. they speak. One is definitely Abe from Abe's Odyssey. Um, My name is Abe. <laughs> uh, this is Ruptured Farm. Where am I, uh, I used to work here. Well, I was really a slave. Mate, every odd world game. <laughs> I totally, I think, I remember we spoke to Tibor Takis about it here on the show. Yeah. We spoke about the fact that certain movies from our childhood can never be replicated because even just a like the opening of the film, the first five ten minutes, you can already get a feel for what, like where it is, and how. It, do you know what I mean? And and he he said it was enchantment. Yeah. Because the there's something about even like Edward Scissorhands or the Goonies or the Gate, where you look at look at the neighborhood 
and you and you automatically are like, oh, okay, I'd kind of like to live there. It's a nice wee neighborhood. See when something yeah. starts in a neighborhood, class. Nah, I love the des- like the design of the kind of colonial style American houses is always is always cool. Early, early maybe early nineteen hundred stuff as well. Um, yeah, totally. I just everything looks like it was built for comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just about how many how many properties can you squeeze onto this plot of land. It was about yeah. right. Let's put one house there. The next one, at least two hundred yards away. <laughs> let's just keep going like that. That's it's a good, good way to do it. Matthewman says, "My eldest told the wee one while watching it that all the goblins were babies that had been taken." Correct. <laughs> I think that's what freaked her out while watching. <laughs> think your eldest is an evil wee bastard, Matthewman. <laughs> <laughs> that's because Matthewman lets her see all the good stuff. Nah, that's see, that that's good because she's not just she's not just accepting it. I think. Watching films when I was younger, I just accepted everything. Never questioned it. I was just like, of course, that's, it is what mm. it is. Um, See the like when we first get introduced to Hoggle, which is a great piece of um, animatronics. Mm-hmm. Um, I still laugh every time we see him. Just pissing in a <laughs> pond. Just <laughs> pissing in a pond. <laughs> Try to hide it. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Frank Oz that voices Hoggle. Right, same right. guy that voices Yoda, and Kermit the Frog, and countless other <laughs> things. <laughs> I think Hoggle's brilliant. Hoggle is the—he's your Rodney and Del boy, but he his heart's in, there's a heart in there. That ah, he's a he's a bit of a wee prick. Like there's, the thing is, there's <laughs> he, he literally I read this in the thing as well. He literally is two faced. He's got another face on his back. That's um, right, aye. And it's right. to show that he's a two-faced wee prick, which is, and and it still looks like Keith Richards. <laughs> it does. It so does. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. He totally, totally does look like Keith Richards, man. That's scary. <laughs> Did they do that deliberately? I don't think so, because I don't think Keith Richards looked quite as haggard as that back then, believe it or not. Um, interesting fact, though, Mick Jagger was another choice for playing the Goblin King. Um, so was Michael Jackson. And so was Prince. All would have done phenomenal, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think... It's magic! (laughs) (laughs) Um, By the way... Jamal, get your brother! (laughs) 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 Never gonna catch me! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that would be funny as shit. So that's one of the ones... I'd love to see a deep fake, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that'll be done. That'll be done. Um, but I think um, it was it was um, somebody. I don't know if it was Jim Henson or Brian. I'm not sure. But somebody's daughter basically said, "No, get David Bowie to do it because he's uh, he's he's more he's more kind of current and hip than the rest of them." Hmm. I don't know how you could argue that more current or hip than Michael Jackson was at the time. He's but... timeless. He's still current and hip now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matthew yeah. says, love all the wee hidden bowie faces throughout the movie. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I'm not going to search where they all are because I have seen a few of them. Uh-huh. But I, I believe there's more that you can't actually. One's in the wall, definitely. Aye. Mm. It's like Pennywise in the in the it reboot. You see mm-hmm. his face popping up all over the place. Aye. Um, he tans kids. <laughs> they well, hey. The fireys used to give me the heebie-jeebies when I was a kid. Always hated them. Like I, I, I wasn't scared of them. Apart from the one that pulled out his own eyes and was like, "Take out your ears." 
I just I always found that scene and that song in particular just really weak. I like the song. The song's class. <laughs> Piano section, it's class. <laughs> the, the, you kind of yeah. trust them though. Kind of trust them. Got a lighter here. Uh, the fireies. You don't like fire? Wait. No, I never liked the fireies. Never liked. Uh, them. They can pull themselves to bits. I don't Aye. know where they fit in in the labyrinth. I, I think the labyrinth in its own universe could have been really cool to explore more. Like, not even Sarah's story, but something else. Aye, like you can make the a, different creatures. Aye, there's, there's a lot of lore that could be divin into to create something like a, a whole series on Netflix or whatever. Uh, it wouldn't be, it honestly, wouldn't surprise me if there is already something in the works. Disney are taking all their IP and going right. Uh, I don't know if I'm if I'm actually correct here, but I believe this to be true that when an IP is old, like a lot of the original Disney stuff, that it goes past, when it gets past like a hundred years, the copyright, regardless who owns it, goes into the the ether, unless you create another sequel using the IP. Does it stay your own? Which is why Disney have taken all the originals and are now doing live action films. Is that correct, do you think? Uh, well, I know that after a certain amount of time... Because that's why they've done Blood and Honey, become, right? Things become public domain. That's um, right, and I think that's how Blood and Honey was made. With Tiger right. And yeah? Right, I still <laughs> With Tiger and all that. No, we've not watched it, but we should. I've been told, um, actually, do you know, do you know uh, Lucas came to me this morning and said this. He goes, Kev, you need to cover this on your podcast. Hold it up to me, and it's Indian Spider-Man, and I was screaming at a scene. So we actually need to, <laughs> need to watch it. It's Indian ah! Spider-Man, Indian, Indian Superman, all these things look amazing. Um, <laughs> I did God. watch the, the trailers for Spider-Man yesterday and nearly died. Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm the hero nobody asked for. It's like fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The um, I'm trying to think back here to because for me, Labyrinth, like when you watch Labyrinth now, does it take away from how you initially felt about it back in the day? No, and I think like no, the the dark elements here are still really quite creepy. <laughs> um, like the the scene at the beginning where Toby first get taken and she goes into the room and you see like just like, the shadows of the goblins creeping about in the background mm -hmm. and that I've seen horror films that don't do creepy as well as that. Mm -hmm. And no, I think I think it really does still work. Um, mm -hmm. Like the, the when the Goblin King first actually presents himself, like kind of comes in as the owl and kind of morphs and you see the shadow come up. His costume and that's just mm -hmm. amazing. Bar I the loved balls. it. I love that. I love that thing with the crystal. Oh yeah, that's... I always loved that. Yeah, aye, that was. I, st cool. I still try that every now and again. As soon as I get my hands on that like, glass ball, I'm going to try. I bet I could do it this thing. <laughs> Don't defy me. <laughs> um, Matthewman says he felt like Jareth wanted to smash Sarah. Did you, did you get that? Aye. Really? Why? He's trying to nick her, like our baby brother. There's better ways. I don't know, there was that whole eyes wide shut scene that came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, I was like, um, what's it? What's actually happening here? It was like she's at uh, a fucking anonymous sex party. The masquerade. Aye. 
You're not telling me that not like everybody at that ball wasn't pumping after it was finished. <laughs> It'd be funny if they were doing it to the goblins. <laughs> <laughs> Take off her ears. Yeah, your bum holes off loose, mate. Oh no, that's for the horn. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... It's had Peter Jackson's hand up it all night. <laughs> <laughs> Mind that time you slagged off um, Hingy's pal. What's his name? Um, Michael Moore's pal. Mind you slagged off Michael Moore and his pal was on the call with us. <laughs> Typical, man. Typical. My arsehole went yeah. to the size of our puppets at that moment. <laughs> I'm what? <laughs> Big oh, way, oh, don't, don't say that, Jordan. That's his best friend. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's class. Mm, she says, she, um, Leander says, he wanted a wife. He wanted to wife her, but she was imagining him trying to wife her. Mm. Mm. So she fancies David Bowie, basically, and that was her. Imagining that he wanted her. Yeah. Uh... Mm. Ah, because she did fantasize about him a wee bit. I'm getting really annoyed about this other film that, that I'm thinking was it's just on, on somebody's head. Because it's, it's a similar thing. It's a fantasy film. Like, what the fuck is it? It's really... This is good. If somebody... If any of you three watching know what I'm talking about, let me know. <laughs> uh, By the way, as far as soundtracks for a film go, oh, you fucker, mate. This is a oh man, I, I think there. it's uh, get boat, my man. Boat, I think it's, it's catchy, it's catchy, it's and there's some really, there. some really cool like 80s synth stuff. And I see when she's running through that straight line, uh, the music of that, but it's a like, yeah, like, that's that, in like you that. get shit like that in old commando films, right? Right, <laughs> where are you, ah! <laughs> Jenny? <laughs> Why don't they just call him Ghoul George? <laughs> cool. Right. Um, so sorry, where where the fuck were we? I was saying the um, soundtrack. I believe the soundtrack to be one of up there with some of the best. Nah, it's, uh, it's okay. It's okay. Gonna have to fight you on this one. No, it's no. Every fucking time a tune pops on Labyrinth, you're like, ah. Oh, so you you, you recognise it for Labyrinth straight away? I'm not no, saying it's yeah. not it's not good. I just wouldn't rate so it up there with good, the best of all time. So feel so feel good. It is, it's just, and I wonder how Michael Jackson would have done it, or Prince. Uh, yeah, I'm glad Bowie done it. No, I mean, I, I like the, I like the song at the start. I like the underground. Uh, and I like, I like the one where they're, where they're doing the kind of the hall the stairs thing. I like the song that he's singing then and into the labyrinth. Yeah, I wasn't keen on the one at the fucking no, eyes wide shut, but um. But no, I mean it's it's okay. I'm not saying it's a bad soundtrack. We don't need to argue about it. I just don't. Well, then you called. I wouldn't put it in. Wouldn't put it in the top ten. Do you know what I mean? I would. Well, aye, it's in the top ten, along with like Rocky Horror. Um, that's well, it. We, we have this book about the wee worm. Oh, that wee cow, mate. Seeing this day and age, that's a vegan. <laughs> mate, I've written down. I've written down. Wee worm. Looks like a neo-feminist. No <laughs> 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 wonder she fucked it all up and all. <laughs> typical, man. Typical. Matthew says, R. Kelly would have been good fit for someone chasing a teen. But sure, he'd have peed on her at the end. 
<laughs> Don't defy me. I believe I unzip my fly. God, I, that wee worm. Like, I don't know, like, but that wee worm could have been like, well, wh- where are you trying to go? Rather than just like, <laughs> she don't go that way. Never go that way. Oh, she could have gone down that way. She'd have gone straight to that castle. We fucking bastard, man. It makes you laugh, though, doesn't it? It makes you laugh. Is that what worms are? A man, though? Aye. So come inside, meet the missus, have a nice cup of tea. Aye. It's definitely a man, but it looks like a neo feminist. Aye. It does. Looks (laughs) like the type of people that jump on snooker tables and take a shit. (laughs) Aye. Aye. Just stop <laughs> oil. Just go my hoosh, you wee fucking worm. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in my hoosh, mate, those looked. You're mine. <laughs> you're mine. <laughs> mine. You sound like it's like Christopher Walken yeah, is the Goblin King. Yeah, no. so mate, you, try it, try it. You're not all. I have your little brother here. <laughs> <laughs> You're not here nine hours. I'm keeping him. <laughs> uh, kind of. Nah, I'm not very good at Christopher Walken, oh, which is weird because it's one of the easiest impressions in the world to do because it's such a distinct sound. Hmm. But past going, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really very good at it. <laughs> do you think that Labyrinth was like cut an edge for the time or or is this just a like was it the first of its kind i think dark crystal came out before labyrinth didn't it? dark crystal's a very different thing I, mm. I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't actually ever really compare the two yeah i find the dark crystal i find it to be actually nowhere near as child friendly as as labyrinth um, and yeah. i think the dark crystal is really fucking dark um, it's closing the name, eh? But like the Skeksis used to scare the fuck out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> that fucking thing. Mm, shut up! Like, I fucking uh, die! <laughs> <laughs> and then the old, the, the, the old Chamberlain, whatever, that, that dies, and then its face just crumbles in the bed. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> nah. I think, um, I'm trying to find a 4K version of Labyrinth because all the greatest films for me, I'm starting to get in 4K now rather than just Blu-ray. And I wasn't, I wasn't chuffed. I've got Labyrinth on Blu-ray still uh, on a DVD, but I don't know. It's one of those I'd like a good physical fucking package, <laughs> like what <laughs> David's got in the movie. <laughs> See the bit where she gets to the. The two doors with the guards, you know, the the, the two head yeah. guards that look like playing cards. Mm-hmm. I've never understood the logic to this bit where she thinks she's figured it out. I know, and then I don't know. The I don't know if there is any way to understand it. Um, because even they say like she's like, oh no, I figured it, and they're like we don't know, I've never understood it. <laughs> By the way, uh, every one of them looked like Billy Connolly. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine him playing that role if they did another one. Aye. If he could still stand up. Oh. I wasn't mean that as a joke. I'm, I, I'm fucking gutted. Gutted for that man. Ah, uh, fuck him. I swear to God, man, I'll, when he dies, I'll be taking time off work. <laughs> 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 
it's not gonna it's not gonna be a good day in my house. Nah. Billy Connolly's aight. But he would have he'd have fit in well at the labyrinth. <laughs> so don't go through that door, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big fucking pit through there full of hands. <laughs> and at least one of them's gonna try and grab your boob. I've seen it. <laughs> Do you think it did? No, it wouldn't have. It, it does. Does it? Aye. <laughs> oh, there's some fuel copping going on when she's going down all her hands. Like, uh, yeah. I wonder how they pulled that off. Like, Why did you phrase that? <laughs> <laughs> ah. They were very well done, by the way. I've seen it replicated several times. I think Mika. Remember Mika? Mika. Whatever Mika. happened to him? The singer. Mika. Aye. Ah, he was shite. No, he was quite. He was talented. Thing is, he had a, a music video where they replicated that, and every I was like, every time you see that now, like, oh, labyrinth, mm-hmm. where they're like, all right, pal, hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's this one. It's the one. This one creeped me out as a kid. Would you like us to let go? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It seems like everybody in the labyrinth was always in on it. I liked, do you know how I really liked in the labyrinth? See the talking walls? Oh, please. I haven't said it in such a long time. Hi, <laughs> those I guys. They guys are their class. So, I'm, I'm only doing my job. Through <laughs> <laughs> the path that would lead to destruction. <laughs> right. That's, that's the Monty Python in it, right? That's totally Aye. Monty Python. Absolutely. Right? Yep. That was fucking <laughs> class. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. Beware. Beware. I'm just doing like, my oh, job. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matthew has sent me a wee a wee image. Holy fuck, how they made that. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. Let I'm me gonna show you what Matthew just sent me. That's that's mental. Like how they actually done that with your hand, but Let's just show you, man. Let's just show you. Okay. By the way, I never noticed before um, until I watched it today. Mm-hmm. The bog of eternal stench has actual assholes in it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? The bits that go. Ah, it's, the water. it's the bits that kind of go. They've got fucking lines coming off them and everything. <laughs> Proper, they're like green chocolate starfish. That's disgusting, mate. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> That's how they pulled that off. That's mental. They actually, Jesus, it was they actually massive. Right. I thought it was maybe like eight or ten feet, and they just kept ah. shooting it and putting it together. It's no, pretty amazing. Right the way up. That's crazy, eh? but really good. Well, yeah, done. that's impressive. Really uh, impressive. <laughs> the bog of eternal stench, and that's what where we Ambrosius is and Diddy, Diddybus. Aye. Aye. What? Why is Diddybus? And the bog of eternal stench. What? Why is he there? You never right. find out. He just, he just, he swore an oath. <laughs> That's right. He swore an oath. Aye. So, um, I'm going to see it, if I can find and send you. Also, Hoggle's a minging wee troll anyway. What's he worried about stinking for? What's he worried about stinking for? I think, oh, he can't go there. Well, he's, but, he's already he's already really not got much going for him. Right, <laughs> he's thought, fucking howling as well. He's never going to get his hole. <laughs> he doesn't get it anyway. <laughs> he's never going to get his hole. 
when he's back with the lads. <laughs> and fairies bite you. Aye, they don't grant wishes with these fairies. No, they absolutely do not. What are you searching for? Uh, here we go. Uh, copy it. An arsehole for the boggy eternal stench. Ah. Is that actually what you googled? No, but I've just sent it to you. Class. And I'm going to bring this up. <laughs> I don't know if it's an arsehole. It might be a bit hemorrhoidy, but that's an arsehole. I think so. Uh -huh, mate. So. It farts. <laughs> and we bits come out. Hey. Trust me, if anybody knows what that's like, it's me. It's a <laughs> arsehole. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> do you think <laughs> do you think in the meeting they were like that right lads so we're going to get to the bog of eternal stench right so there's going to be a wee bridge cut of bits, and we're going to have these arseholes placed on <laughs> 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 do you think they actually they actually said that well I think that what came up there the was definitely a choice there to try and give some adults a laugh by <laughs> putting in big <laughs> infected arseholes into this bog. <laughs> they actually they actually had to rebuild the set because somebody misunderstood what they meant by Philip full of arseholes and walked in one day and it was just full of Tories. Like, no, no, actual arseholes. <laughs> Tories and vegans. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I went for uh, lunch yesterday and the guy came up to me and he goes, here you go, here's a menu. Sorry, we've discontinued the vegan menu. And I went... <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I see the table full of vegans in front of me. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, you know, I'd like, I'm going to start going to vegan restaurants and asking what their meat option is because that's what they do. So I'm not do. sure if that's correct. I'm not sure if that's correct. They go to no, restaurants. Wait, but why would you go to somewhere called Kentucky Fried Chicken and expect anything else but chicken? Ah, that's fair play. <laughs> I went to Kentucky Fried Chicken. They never had oh, vegan Dayton options. Ross. Ross. There was Dayton an option. Ross. You could have fucked off. <laughs> Speaking vegan Ross. What? Vegan Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I only said Ross. Could be Ross. Anybody. Can <laughs> <laughs> I get a <my> chicken? <laughs> no. Fuck it off. Shite bag. Shite bag. Fair play. Would see, you say... See, eh? Sorry. See when Did Didymus and Ambrosius run over the bog. Mm-hmm. Every time I piss myself, it's, a... <laughs> it's like that is made for me. <laughs> that joke is right up my alley. Oh. Ah, right <laughs> up your alley, eh? <laughs> my alley of eternal stink. <laughs> that, that's true. I send all your stuff on every time you send something to me, it makes the rounds. I know, I know, I know. Things I was texting about it was it last week or the week before or something. And uh, I was like, I don't know why I fucking send him this stuff, to be honest. And then she goes, to be fair, you're pretty much just allowing it at this point. I'm like, hey, <laughs> can I argue with that one? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's definitely that. 
Do you think there are any hidden themes or messages in Labyrinth? Germans. Hmm. <laughs> um, well, I think there is something about that transition between being a child and having to grow up and leave all your, your kind of shit behind. Um, <laughs> do you want me just to send them to you? <laughs> I'm just cut out the middleman here. <laughs> it's a bit too personal. It's a bit too personal. <laughs> um, so... so like, hadn't I? I mean, I think it is just essentially about growing up and getting to that age where you have to leave your childhood things behind, and how difficult it can be to move on for that stage. Like, I, I still remember, like, I believed in Santa Claus until I was way too old, and I I, and I miss it. I miss the magic of Christmas. You you get it back a little bit when you've got your kids, but I, I miss I miss the the idea. Like, Still look up in the sky on Christmas Eve. Do you know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Um, so it can be tough. <laughs> <laughs> she always gives a solid review. Always, like that was weak. Sometimes I accidentally give a solid as well. That's well, that's true. I sent one to her, and she was like, "That's too far." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually, no, I've never sent you one of my accidents. <laughs> no, you have. You have. No. There was not. one that, that one when you're in the toilet and you had diarrhea. Oh, that wasn't an accident. I was trying. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I need to clarify what an accident is. It's when you go like this. <laughs> God dang, man. God dang. You just you just feel your arsehole going. Oh, that's disgusting, man. That's I know, I'm disgust. just trying to disgust you at this point. You're no disgusting me, you're disgusting Lander. <laughs> that's disgusting. Oh, um, anyway, that's, that's mental. Here, see that part at the end of Labyrinth where they're like, um, we'll be right here. Oh, that shite. That was quite sad because it was like the realization. Should, only... should you need us? That was, it. that was quite sad. I was like, oh, man. Aye, but then they just threw a big fucking massive party. Aye, mate. They were just fucking all jumping about the room and that. So what? Does that mean that, she, okay, your pals are back now, so? Maybe that was the last hurrah before she started getting her cycles or something. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think that's what it is? Possibly. Possibly. Um, there's there's always a message in these types of films, but it doesn't have to just be one message. I think a lot of films are made so that you can interpret it for yourself. Like whatever message you get for it is the right message. It could be yeah, totally. It's like a song. Mm. Yeah, was it Bon Jovi says, and uh, it's my life that Frankie said I did it my way. Said that Frankie became so many different people to different people, mm -hmm. even though it was Frank Sinatra. To other people, Frankie was something else. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's quite cool. Yeah, I think there's something too. I think that's maybe one of the things that Stranger Things are really big because childhood is something you can really play on when it comes to storytelling. Donna says, I think the ending was the final party before growing up. 
when they say should you need us, meaning they will still be there unless your grand sells them at a car boot sale. That sounds too specific. What happened? Uh, <laughs> we had all these toys above our grand's loft, uh, like toys like the ones I showed you. And I think a lot of them made it to a car boot sale. So ours, we don't get the chance to go back and party with our toys. Uh, you never know. You might have bought one back and you don't even know it. Hey, might have just done it there. Uh, Smart Duck says the message. Hey, Smart Duck's was, back. Don't watch a movie with David Bowie in it again. Hmm, I disagree with you, Smart Duck. Don't watch a film with his dick in it again. That's maybe the kind that Smart Duck's been watching. <laughs> smart Duck. Smart Duck, Smart Duck. Uh, it's quite, um, I think, letting go of childhood. I think because most people don't actually know they've done it. It just happens. It just happens. It happens. Like childhood, it's not something that ends, it just disappears. It's a weird thing. That's scary, mate. It disappears. Mm. It's the end. Uh, um, well, I hope reincarnation's a thing, man, because I can't wait to be a kid again. Right. Mainly like the, the things you thought made your life difficult as a kid, you look back at it now, you're like, ha! <laughs> Ah, just you wait. Remember, you used to be scared of getting shouted at after teacher, and I'm like, motherfucker, shout at me all you want. I'll argue with you. <laughs> you no, no, I was never really shouted at very often. I was oh, the boy. classic. I never really got shouted at very often. No, often, often. Hey, get this. Um, the, the old classic. If I knew then what I know now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. It's like, if I knew then what I knew now, they'd probably think I had I was on the spectrum, to be honest with you. Mm, <laughs> probably. Aye. Probably. Uh, Smart Duck says, it was a thoroughly disappointing film to watch at the pictures. Smart Duck, you seen that in the cinema? Well, I mean, mind we put it on. Mm -hmm. A poster of it up there. That was the second film we ever put on in the cinema together. As a cinema takeover. Labyrinth, and it was class. Yep. They sell out crowd, sell out crowd. Aye, man, it was dance magic. Folk all gain all this tune, this tunes and that. It was fucking. They were all just funny. there to see a ten foot bulge. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, Bowie, Bowie's bulge. Aye, did you just? You've just, you've just John Edmonds, didn't you? I was, just, I was, uh, I was just adjusting my seat. Aye, you're adjusting your fucking guts, mate. <laughs> That's a great word for it. What are you doing? Just going to adjust my guts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Uh, so I think on the whole, Labyrinth will always be. <laughs> I'm firing on all cylinders tonight. So <laughs> I think Labyrinth for me will always be one of those absolute classics. I know my sister really liked it growing up. It was always like her film. But I'm like, I loved it too. But always kind of just was like something that she loves Leander says I took my kids to see it at your cinema because they wouldn't sit for it in the house no escape wall really <laughs> were you there that day you must have been there then I didn't know that mental so she knew this podcast back then she knew the cinema <laughs> <laughs> well she would have she's attended one of our events before she attended one of our events <laughs> crazy man crazy no way that's class man so we met before we met 
Scary man, scary, <laughs> scary stuff. <laughs> Can you remember when we stood up and gave a speech before it started? <laughs> <laughs> we done it at Never End the Story. Might have done it at Labyrinth and then stopped doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Mind, we took the DVD of Gremlins for the Gremlins screening. <laughs> we're like, we're not getting up to say fuck all. Yeah, <laughs> the last thing next is want this DVD. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's why right, we we had a competition to win the Aye. DVD. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm pretty sure we just gave her it because she spoke to us and she she said that she'd been at her last ones and stuff. She enjoyed it. We're just like, there you go, DVD. Mate, a boy walked in the other day to see Indiana Jones and um, he obviously had difficulties and I said to him oh how's it going and he's talking to me and he's like oh I actually met Harrison Ford during the filming of this new Indiana Jones so I'm excited to see it and I was oh that's cool man he says yeah my dad died and our thing was Indiana Jones Um, so watching Indiana Jones proper got me through him passing so I'm really amped up for this I was like here we man I gave him a poster, like an official poster. I says, keep that, because in, in years to come, that might be worth something. He's like, I'll never sell it. And his wee pal's like, can I get one? I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to do a thing here. We're trying to do a thing here. <laughs> like, I was a boy here uh, filming this. You're asking for a fucking <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I thought I thought it was nice. I thought that that's the power of cinema and film and music is being able to capsulate experiences, make it mean something. Mm. I thought that was quite quite sound. Right. I see you did a nice thing there, man. Well done. Ah, and I never put it on Facebook or fuck all. Check it out, right? <laughs> Smart <laughs> dog. It was a boring film, but thanks to that, I got a snake at the bud up the back and found a wallet with a fiver in it. That's a good day at the cinema, that. Ah, it's a review, man. You should have reviewed. So, so that in itself, you should go into IMDb and give Labyrinth a 10-star review right away. It's like, I'm so up. boring, I got my hole. <laughs> and a fiver. Fucking yes. Oh, that getting a fiver would have meant quite a bit. You could get a week shopping on a fiver back then, I think. No, a week, but a good, good couple of couple of days. Oh, I reckon a week. Now a fiver gets you a packet of crisps. It's terrible, isn't it? It's disgusting. It really I went is. in Iceland the other day and was like, "How did I just spend seventeen quid on fucking a Slimming World meal and like fucking a pizza?" <laughs> I know. Like, what the I know. Fuck, man, seventeen quid. My it's sister's like, like, my sister's like, I bought one hanging. It was twelve quid. I was like, "Fuck me, shoot me." So would you buy a freezer? Mm. That's that's the thing. Like you can go and you can spend forty quid, then you get him looking at you like I've not even got a meal. So I've just bought shite. I don't have a meal. <laughs> oh well, I've got pop tarts and cheese strings. I've got no fucking food. <laughs> pop tarts and cheese strings. Cheese strings are class, by the way. Oh, I, mean, I, I eat them on a daily basis. But by the way. <laughs> I'm I like, can I just say, there's something about saying the words daily basis in that accent that just fits. I eat them on a daily basis. <laughs> well, by the way, when I see those cheese strings in the 
And the fridge, I'm like this with the kids. Fuck off. <laughs> They're like, can I get one? I'm like, no, you fucking can't. Eh? <laughs> Why not? Because I'm fucking eating them, right? Gets, gets in after work. He's like, where's my cheese strings? <laughs> I put them in the Wayne's pint lunches. I don't know what they were for. <laughs> don't you fucking work for us. What the hell? I know. Fucking was... fighting, fighting to eat the kids. I mean, I used to see how many, how many strands I could peel them into. They end up like we a wee cheesy pom pom. <laughs> uh, my wife hates them. She says it's stupid plastic cheese. I'm like, yeah, but I love plastic cheese. Like, see if I go to a restaurant and as a cheeseburger, I will ask them, I like a cheeseburger, but is it real cheese or is it the cheap American plastic shite? They go, oh, it's real cheese. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I hate having like cheddar on a burger. It fucking ruins uh, it. I'd rather just have well, a plain burger. Well, if you cook it properly, if you put the cheddar on while the burger's still on the griddle, and let it melt into the burger, then you're but it's still that flavour flavor of cheese. I like no, to just have I like mate, cheap plastic cheese. Wait, is that not a song? Fake plastic cheese. <laughs> Fake plastic cheese. <laughs> Again. Tune. It has been sitting up there for a long time. Aye, it's been sitting up there for some time. I need to get a wee tune. Get a wee tune, and then give us a wee tune. Oh, no, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't subject you. The moment's gone. It's <laughs> fake plastic cheese. My oh, man. Fake plastic cheese. Who sung that song? Is that even a song? It's fake plastic trees, but who sung the song? Uh, Somebody watching knows. Tears for fears or some shit. Somebody knows. It's REM. Fake plastic trees by um. It's not down. Radiohead. Radiohead. Oh, Radiohead. REM. Same fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. I. Um. Smart Duck says, "Got a fried pizza supper and a bottle of Strike Core <laughs> for a fiver. That's a good night, man. That's, that's, that's good. You don't get that for a fiver now, my man. Nay for a fiver now. Strike Core. Fuck. What kind of movies would you say? Like when you say, okay, Goonies around the time Goonies came out, you had A, B, or C. What would you say came around the same time as Labyrinth? Is it? Well, so it's nineteen eighty six, right? So let's have a wee look. Nineteen eighty six movies." But Aliens, that was Jim Cameron's first time doing an Aliens film. Stand By Me, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Platoon, Castle in the Sky, The Fly, Big Trouble in Little China. That was a great year for movies, just, mate. You just don't have years of movies. Highlander! Highlander! Oh, that can be only in. I'm pretty sure Top Gun was 1986. It was, absolutely was. Flight uh, of the Navigator. What else? Um... Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. That's my fave. Rock and roll, Dundee. Rock and roll, Dundee. We got Hitcher, uh, Karate Kid Two, An American Tale, Short Circuit. My man. Did Red Sonia? Did Red Sonia come out in '86? He's a fuck. Rocky Four, Explorers, uh, Red Sonia, probably. That's the one where Arnie actually smashed Bridget Nielsen, eh? Aye. Dirty bastard. What I didn't get about that is he's like, in his book, he's like, yeah, I was I was in a long-term relationship with a lassie he's married to now, still. And he's like... Um, no, I think, I think they're divorced. Are they divorced now? Aye. Because he fucked about a lot. <laughs> Aye. 
mentally. Yeah, silly boy. Uh, silly boy. He talks about it in his new Netflix thing. No checked out. Lost a lot of respect for Arnie. Why? Because he screwed over someone. I, I don't know the person personally, but I, I've been following him, chatting now and then. Kind of screwed him over. And I thought, oh. Hey, what happened? Tell me. So person A does a ton of big events, right? Got an exclusive deal, put his whole life work into doing a lot of big events with Arnie. Yeah? Exclusive signed contract. Then people buddied up to him and was like, we'll bring our company and help you do what you're doing. And then behind his back, they were like, Arnie, fuck this cunt. Help me us. And Arnie's like, yeah, no problem. Just fucking patched him after having exclusive rights. And the guy put his heart and soul into making it work. And Arnie didn't even show up to the big event the second time. He used the whole COVID excuse. But this was when COVID was like right out the door and folk were all mingling again. So he, he was like there via feed. So it's like you're on the screen Zoom calling with him when, he, when the whole thing was about him. So this guy's put a lot of time, effort and capital into doing something with Arnie to raise Arnie's brand. Not that he needs raised, but using Arnie's brand and getting the best of it for Arnie and for his company. Um, Arnie, I, I, don't, I just don't think he's loyal when it comes to that. I mean, I don't know him personally, so I'm only, I've just seen a scenario and thought that's pish. That's pish. So. Showbiz, man. It is, it is, and that's maybe the way of the beast, but I'd like to think if I was worth anything and I, I sat in a room with people and they want to do something with me and I shake their hand and say, right, this is how it's going to be. I, I've, in the current job I'm in, I've been offered jobs about three times, right, that pay me more money to do what I'm doing right now. I've been offered three different times and I've said no each time. Gotta love you. We'll call it in cavity. It's purely because no, because I wouldn't offer those jobs if that one person didn't say right. Here's like, let's let's do this and take that shot. So I'm gonna do the best I can until until it, there is no more that I can do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't feel like jumping ship because because I don't know. I just I'm very much I'm quite loyal to what what. Uh, What's given to me is was what I give back. Um, Smart Duck says, "Seen Predator at the pictures. Can remember thinking, where the fuck is he getting all the tools and equipment? Was there a barbecue in the fucking jungle?" <laughs> Aye. Uh, Aye. What? Aye, Smart, Smart Duck's been on the fucking Johnny Walker man. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Smart Duck's Matthewman. Nah, I'm sure there was... Was Smart Duck... Does Smart Duck not have two alter egos that showed <laughs> I up don't one know. night? I don't know. Can't remember. Can't remember. Um, anyway. Anyway. So, in closing on the old labyrinth... Um, I think it will always be a fucking classic, man. Um, I would even go so far. I, I really need to get a tattoo of Never Ending Story. That's what's next on mm-hmm. there. I would really like to. But Labyrinth's up there. There's things like Lost Boys, Halloween, Goonies. Like Labyrinth definitely has its place in there. Yeah. Of all all time favourite movies. And my most all time favourite movies are from eighties onwards. Out of ten. Labyrinth. Oh motherfucking ten. Take eleven. Ten. 
if you could change I, anything about it, what would you change? Hmm, would I change? I don't think I'd change anything about it, mate. I don't because it's <laughs> it does ex- everything it needs to do. It does for me. Give you give me your twenty twenty three remake actors. Does it have to be actors. a remake? Yeah, it has to be a remake, no. and you need an actor for Jareth and an actress for Sarah. So choosing? Sarah, I'd probably go with Zoe Deschanel. Oh, wait a minute, because she's a bit older now. For what? Oh, she's about forty now. Uh, but she would have worked if, as a young Zoe Deschanel, right? I'm not allowed to say young, so it has to be someone that's still fairly young because I don't yeah. know a lot of young actresses. I'd say Millie Bobby Brown, but I heard she's a right arse. I've seen <laughs> quite a few things about her, so I don't know. Zendaya? Um, eh? Zendaya? Who's that? Uh, Spider Man's bird for the nah. Tom Holland ones. Nah, she seems like an arsehole or not. <laughs> They're all arseholes. That's true. That most if anyone's want to come on the podcast, though, he's a show. Jump, 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 <laughs> I know. Ne- Next week on <laughs> Grizzling. Nice to meet you, Glizzer. Is that a club lad? No, no, it's not. La- Labyrinth was dope. He Man Master of the Universe is up there, too. J Mac, uh, is this your long lost wife? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, Kevin actually uh, very lovingly sourced uh, an edition of the Starburst. Uh, magazine Hi. from 1987 and on the front cover there we are Master Universe with Dolph Lundgren Skeletor all yeah, that stuff it's... it's also by the way I don't know if you had a look through it it's also announcing the start of Star Trek The Next Generation which is fucking yeah, awesome I know. It's crazy yeah uh, I got my film in a few I know um, you got a few? The... You didn't one, well there was, there, was t- <laughs> there was two for him because they're his favourite movies of all time but yours was uh, the only one I could see for you that you'd can, really like was. I can smell a fart that I never done. <laughs> uh, Grizza, nice to meet you. By the way, I don't think I've ever seen you here on the show. Um, no. Master Universe, most definitely. J Mac and Matthewman. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Master Universe. We need to deep dive that at some point. <laughs> this is when Kev goes. We have <laughs> BQ. Nope. <laughs> I know. I know. Todd messaged me the other week and was like, why have you never deep-dived Last Action Hero? And I'm like, nah, we should. And then he's like, wait a fucking minute, he's we dead. Did. And I'm like, Alex, so we did. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we've done so many episodes that it's really hard to keep track. Um, here. Imagine we did a deep-dive with something we'd already done and like a comment came up saying, you guys have already done this. Oh, but, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I mind that time I was on the Paranormal Pattern, I was like, Fee, we should definitely do a show on this. It's just like, you're fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, You fucking dead like two great. weeks ago, yeah, man. Hey, J Mac, look, look at this. Oh, can I get that one? Oh, I don't know. Like, I love it. Oh, I prick. love it. I'll show what you, a right? great like, movie poster that is. A painted movie poster. I know. This is Matthew Mins. All right, right. This is Matthew Mins. Right. Because they're two of his favorite. This is mine. I got you. This is also mine. Gotcha. This is also mine. All right, yeah, yeah. And the final one. A Superman 4. (laughs) (laughs) Another 1987 masterpiece right there. (laughs) But no, no, my favourite was that. When I seen that, I was like, nah. But look at that poster art. Go and hold that that closer to the camera. Look at that poster art, and does that not tell you? That tells you exactly what that film is about as well. Exactly, that's a Matthewman, by the way. 
that is a Matthew man. Like that's how Matthew man does posters for movies. By the way, he's been <laughs> I was watching Last out. Action Hero when I was on holiday. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it, I was going, that wee boy looks like my niece. <laughs> <laughs> love Shizzy. Love Shizzy. Hey, Matthew, uh, says, do a horror version with Mia Goth and Marilyn Manson. Not a bad shout. I don't know, Mia Goth makes me uncomfortable, but not in a good way. Like, I I find find her hard to watch. It's the fucking eyebrows or lack of them. She's not got many eyebrows. Grizzly says, You're going to all the occult things with Bowie and the movie Deep Dive? No. I'd like to. (laughs) Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you, too. Dark Crystal is good, too. It was all right. It was all right. Matthewman says, Last action hero is so underrated. 100%. We've Do you know the thing is, the critics didn't get it. They didn't get the fact at the time that it was supposed to be a piss take. They were like, you know, this film's ridiculous. Yes, it is. Uh, that's the whole fucking point. That's I've why killed a man and I've did it on purpose. That's Charles Dance is fucking it. But yeah. I understand the occult symbols and references in Labyrinth. The movie becomes a big allegory of the mind control. Deep dive. Uh, this wasn't the type of deep dive that we did. But we'd be very interested to Hear some other stuff on that, so get in touch. Jibberjabberscotland at gmail.com. I repeat, jibberjabberscotland at gmail.com. Send me all this shit. I want to head down the rabbit hole, and then we'll talk about it. Seems like my kind of thing. I would like to, most definitely. And we'll do that on our Paranormal Partner episode, which will be coming up soon. Um, he said, no, I'll... No? <laughs> He's not going to send it? Well, <laughs> then... No, no, no. I think it might have just been because he's like, oh, did you discuss this? And I was like, no. <laughs> All right. Um, no, we didn't, but that's an episode for Paranormal Partner, most definitely. I've always said, I imagine Titanic. Did I not say it a couple of weeks ago? I was like, oh, months ago, actually, I said, I'd love to do something on Titanic. I know if we've done it. No, it, I bet, no, it just looks like we're jumping on the bandwagon. But I, I've been <laughs> mad about that for you. submarine, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get this. I've got a half... I've got a Titanic that looks like the actual Titanic right now because my wife was starting to build it and she got fucking annoyed with it and it's all in bits. It looks like the actual fucking Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, man. Build so you've no, you've no fucking finished it. No, this is the shipwrecked version. <laughs> Legend Prisoner, please send that in. We might actually get you on to talk about it. You need to meet Kieran, our 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 gatekeeper for facts. A res- resident defector to the border, <laughs> the, the, the southern border. Do you know what I love? When Kieran goes, that sounds like pish. There wasn't the iceberg. I'm like, <laughs> come here. He, he never said come that. here. He did. He did. Kieran, Kieran said that. He said that in the chat. He said. There was no iceberg. I'm like, <gasps> come here, come here. Because I do know that all the people on that Titanic that sunk and died, they were the ones opposed to the Federal Federal Reserve. And because they died, the Federal Reserve came to be. And that's pretty much why we're all fucked now, because of the Federal Reserve just printing money and creating inflation, not backing up you know what's anything. Like Again, we're a wee bit off, to- off topic here, but... It's always funny how they, how they can just print money whenever they need it. Aye. <laughs> they can't just yeah. do it for folk that actually need it. It's, it's yeah, but when they print funny. money for when they need it, we suffer because of that. Because then more money comes into our our circulation, which means our shit costs more because our money means less. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing backed up by what actually... It's a promise or not. We, we, mate, we, we went deep into this with uh, Torsten 
when we when he came on to talk mm. about Bitcoin. We yeah. went deep into that, and it, it's true to this day that it's fucking fucked. Systems against us, man. Grizzah, get that sent to me, man. We'll get fucking chatting about it. That'd be funny. Aye, definitely. Well, J-Mac, it's been another great deep dive. I think next week we'll be chatting about something paranormal. Um, we actually decided what it was. I think it's to do with the submarine, so that'll be class. That's no um, paranormal at all. <laughs> well, it is when you consider the ghosts probably cursed them. How does a ghost sound underwater? <laughs> Find out that and more next week. <laughs> All right, it'll be good to it'll be good to get another paranormal partner up soon. Uh, I believe next week should be earmarked for that. Um, I've reached out to a couple guests. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, we will have Dick Dynamite, uh, director and writer, Steed himself coming on very soon. And there'll be a live event coming very soon. Jim, yeah. I can tell you about it after the show. Please um, do. And it's all coming about, so it'll be really, really bloody cool. Uh, look for us in our new short film at some certain festivals that we'll find out if we've been accepted for soon. Um, hopefully you can join if you can. It'll be quite cool. Hopefully you get to see my puss on the big screen. Uh, again. <laughs> You, 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 you were in Hellboy 1 and 2, no? No. <laughs> On that note. Uh, so, all right, thank you guys for fucking sticking with us, man. What's this? Grizza says, money's work works on complex money, energy numbers, quantum physics energy. He, this seems like a Kieran. I was paranormal once. Grizza, you sound like another Kieran. You were dead. Grizza, you need to reach out. Let's chat a wee bit. Let's find out what you're all about. Yeah. But on the, on that note, I find I feel like we found Grizza too late. <laughs> but Grizza, get get chuck an email. Let's find out what you're all about. Um, aye, so we'll catch up with you guys very soon. Thank you very much for checking out our deep dive of Labyrinth, which will always be a classic, man. It's a fucking belter action. Hope it didn't get copyright struck for the start. But I thought if we're gonna do an episode like this, it needs to come in with a bang. <laughs> I always try with the deep dives, but we'll Absolutely. see what happens, eh? See what happens. I've enjoyed talking about it, taking a trip down memory lane, and I've enjoyed having all you guys here chatting away at us. So thank you for always checking us out and always supporting us. Subscribe and do all that cool shit. J Mac, anything you'd like to say before we smash a credit scene? No, that's all good, man. Just uh keep watching and we'll keep doing this. All good in the hood. Take it easy, guys, and we shall see you next week. Ross Gunning's a prick. Bye. Oh, see